This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, one final update on Rocco's. You know Rocco's. Rocco's right outside of Omaha, outside of the stadium where all of the College World Series games are played. Rocco's Pizza, and that's where every single team's fans comes in during the College World Series, and they order shots, and Rocco's keeps a tabulation of, of which fan base has purchased the most shots. There were nearly 47,000 jello shots before Sunday's game. 47,000. LSU broke the all-time record set by Ole Miss, which was 18,000 shots thereabouts. But then I read this. A man named Gordon McKiernan, who is, I guess, an LSU super fan, some sort of lawyer or something, and he purchased before last night's game against Florida, 8,888 jello shots. And you know why? Because I didn't realize this. Apparently, in LSU baseball lore, eight is a lucky number. And the most important player on the team is given the number eight jersey. So this guy comes in, he purchases all of those shots. And you know what? It worked because LSU won. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it was just the jello shots and not the accumulation of talent that LSU had put together on a single <laughs> baseball field. But I think that goes to show you that that LSU has pretty deep pockets when it comes to their boosters. And we're seeing this across baseball where money talks with these NIL deals. So I saw this. I was on the opposite end of this where somebody from my school, uh, Tommy White, who went to NC State, went across the way to LSU because he was going to make way more money and he won a national championship with LSU. So I think that goes hand in hand. You see how active these boosters are and you see how deep the pockets are for these LSU alums who want to support their school. But my question in all of this is how are you making these jello shots so quickly and and in such bulk? Like, it seems oh, like no. a lot of jello shots to make. Like, 8,000 jello shots? How small are these jello shots? How much is it taking to make this big of a vat of jello? Well, according to Bill Rowland, our executive producer, two things. The owner of Raisin Canes bought 6,000 jello shots earlier this week. And by the way, all of this money goes to charity. So, Yes, it's a drunk fest, but also it all goes to a good cause. Secondly, apparently Rocco's has a machine that makes these. Sh- I got to see this machine. This thing has to be from 50 years in the future because that's some serious jello shots. So is it, I'm assuming there's like a mold to it and they just like squirt it out, but still like 8,000 is a lot. Like, I don't know how oh much God. this machine costs, but I'm sure it goes into the cost of like the jello shots and stuff. But still, there needs to be a special on the Smithsonian Channel about mm-hmm. Rocco's Jello shot making machine because it's one of the wonders of America. Do you ever watch that show, Aerial America? It's fascinating to me. No, what's it about? Aerial America. It does like drone footage from like probably 1995. I'm gonna say oh. the Smithsonian Channel probably needs to update their like database. But they go over each state and they show you all of like 
the major points of interest and like what makes that state like really oh, okay. famous like of course in like florida they talk about the gators and then the kennedy space uh center where they launch the rockets but if you ever want to learn something about a state that's maybe like 20 years past uh when we knew about it watch the smithsonian channel it's one of those things you put on like sunday mornings when it's not football season I swear for a hot second, I thought you said Areola America, and I thought, I don't think that's on the Smithsonian Channel. Let's move on <laughs> to something else there. So I'm glad you clarified that. That does sound interesting. I will also say this. I would love that if instead of a machine, it was just Rocco in the back. Rocco's been doing it for years. Rocco just making jello shots. You need 8,888 jello shots. Just let Rocco take care of it. i got to see that machine. And you know what? These LSU fans, they set the record for jello shots, and they also took home the title because LSU mollywopped Florida last night in Omaha, 18-4. to This line opened LSU minus 130, went to LSU minus 175 before it finally closed. Total set at nine and a hook, and the overhits. Gators take an early 2-0 lead after that. All LSU. They score six runs to break things open in the bottom of the second. Dylan Cruz, four for six to end his career with a 75-game on-base streak. Thatcher Hurd gets the win, allowing those two runs, strikes out seven over six innings. And the Tigers set a ton of records along the way. 24 hits, most ever in a College World Series game. Their 14-run margin, the largest ever in a final. And their 18 runs, the most in a title game since USC beat Arizona State 21-14 back in 1998. LSU with the seventh title in school history. Clearly, they were not bothered by getting whipped by Florida the day before. They came out and they earned this one. Right, and from a betting perspective, I always like to examine like why I would have been wrong because I would have been dead wrong on this game. I kind of liked the under, and I kind of liked Florida. So on both counts, I was absolutely and completely wrong. So let's talk about the trend of elimination game unders because usually it is a pretty strong trend across all sports. But I was thinking to myself, okay, this is a three-game series in college baseball where the pitching mm -hmm. depth isn't especially strong. Even between both of these teams, who are the two best teams in America, you know, I think we got a pretty good national championship. I know a lot of people liked Wake, but still, the pitching depth I feel like did not match the batting acumen that's in the lineup for both of these teams. And maybe that's where I went wrong. Because usually in professional sports, the depth is a little bit deeper. You know, looking mm -hmm. at the pitching staffs of, you know, whoever's in the World Series for baseball, because these are relievers, this is their job, and that's what they're paid to do. In college baseball, relievers are kind of some of the guys that didn't make it to be the starters. So it's just, they're not quite as good. So I think that's where I faltered on the elimination game unders. And also at some point, each trend is going to die because we saw a red hot trend to the under. What was it? 14 straight games that started to the under in the college world series. Yeah. So when you see a trend like that, eventually it's going to run its course. And we saw it end in a big way because the last two games of the college world series had totals. Mm -hmm. What in the twenties, the bats finally came to play in both of those games. Cause I think a lot of it was, uh, teams leaving some runners stranded, and eventually mm -hmm. they cashed them in. And that was the case last night, especially for LSU. Chelsea, there was so much talent in this game, and you touched on that. If you look at the projected top 10 picks 
in the upcoming Major League Baseball draft, no less than six of those players played in Omaha. Paul Skeen's right up there, the LSU pitcher who is going to go number one or number two. And we were wondering yesterday, is he going to pitch? Is he going to start? Is he going to come in on relief? LSU dominated so much in this game, he didn't even have to play. So he came in from the bullpen at one point, and there was some talk of the telecast, oh, is Skeen's going to pitch? No. He was just messing around in the dugout. Didn't even have to touch a baseball, and that is something I would have not expected. Well, I think it was a good thing because this guy needed a break. I think he threw mm-hmm. 240 pitches uh, over the last eight days. So this guy's arm needed a break, especially for somebody who's going to be pitching at the next level. You don't want to ruin his arm for the uh, MLB draft because he's going to go really high, probably number one. Uh, so on the other side, you had Dylan Cruz, who is fantastic on all aspects of baseball, whether it's in the outfield, whether it's at the plate. But early on in this game, I thought the story of this game was going to be Wyatt Langmore because I think it was either the first or second inning, he hit a home run and Florida took the lead. And I thought to myself, oh my God, this guy that did not have the fanfare of Dylan Cruz is going to end up being the star of the College World Series. So I will say that Wyatt Langmore still had a great College World Series. His team just did not end up on top but it was kind of the juxtaposition of two different stories because Wyatt Langmore was kind of unheralded he didn't get the hype and all the talk about him as opposed to Dylan Cruz who has been there since he was like 15 he's been on Team USA he has Mm -hmm. been this incredible talent all of his life and that's going to continue it's not an underdog story today uh for a Wyatt Langmore even though every time I say that I always think that I'm talking about Ozark don't you think that like Wyatt Langmore (laughs) Uh, that's good. What was the name of the guy on that show? Oh, Langmore was. Oh, the, it was Langmore. Was it? He's Langford. It was Langmore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Langmore. So it's Wyatt so Langford. Really close. I got it wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was like, I think it was Langmore. Oh, you nailed it exactly. All right. Close enough. Close enough, Chelsea. We have now seen in the College World Series four straight national champions from the SEC. So LSU joins Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Vandy, and there were eight one-run games in Omaha, most ever for any College World Series. And I was reading a couple of articles, and some people were making the argument that this was perhaps the best College World Series ever, or one of the best. It's easy to say when it just happened, it just finished. But certainly, when you look at all the drama, all the talent, and the different ways in which this could have gone, you can make a pretty strong argument for that. Eh, the last game, though, was a blowout. Like, I didn't say that's one game. I know, but if we're talking about the greatest college world series of all time, wouldn't you want it to be like a walk off win in the final game? So, like, it was a good college world series. It had a ton of talent, but it didn't really have the drama to put a pin and and wrap it up in a nice little package so for me it's not the greatest college world series of all time Ah, i think it's up there certainly the if you're talking about eight one-run games which has never happened and then a championship series which went down to the very end maybe the championship game was a blowout but overall we saw some really really competitive games in omaha for more listen to the daily tip presented by betmgm weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the beck ql network the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts